ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. Welcome to the show that would never ban beer. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, Dan Ganane. Candace, good morning to you. Very good morning to all of you. Morning, Candace. What would we do if we couldn't drink beer before the show started? That would really... <laughs> Bring the mood down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying it was Dave's appearance on this show that has turned him around. What did he get, 86 the other day? Yep. So post Dead Set Legends appearance, average 86. Seriously, you're claiming that? Yes. Uh, you claim all the wins, Richard. <laughs> so, uh, did Dave mention it when he made the 86? No, he didn't. No. He had clarity, freedom. <laughs> yeah. It just he felt like he got a weight off his shoulders. After being here. After saying that, you know, my career has a has an end point and yeah. I'm not going to do all the forms of cricket. Yeah, I thought that would be pretty obvious, though. Yes, but it's different when the, the guy actually says More it. importantly, forget Dave, let's talk about you. How yes. was your week on drive time? It was fantastic. Loved uh, doing the rush hour with Gus and, and Dell. It was fun, um, but obviously loved being here on a Saturday with you guys. Are they saying that? Probably not. They're probably like, thank goodness Jude's back on Monday. <laughs> mm. Uh, Richard, good, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. Okay. I'm incensed. How can you just pull on a beer ban at a world <laughs> game tournament? Their country, their rules. Yeah, I know, but they would have known this. This, There's no way they've just decided this in the last 24 hours. They would have known about this maybe about years before. that have bought hospitality packages for this World Cup? Uh, but I am hearing that they're going to be having um, outside of the stadium. There will be places that you can buy beer outside of the stadium. So I guess you kind of have to get to the game early, get a belly full, and then go in. Guess what you can buy in the right, stadium. That is such an Australian thing to say, and accurate, yeah. <laughs> One of my pet hates. Oh, no, Bud Zero. Bud Zero. <laughs> That's cordial. <laughs> That's just soft drink. That's not beer. <laughs> but you can buy it in the stadium. Uh, we've got a lot to get through. Jeff Fennick. The new world champion is going to join us uh, in the second hour. Victor Radley got into a fight. I think he's actually in the right. We'll talk about that. Australia Samoa in an unexpected World Cup final. That's also on our list of topics. So is Candice's quiz. Um, and our favourite call of the day, one triple three five three. We don't take enough calls on this show. That's my fault. Uh, a Repco gift card for 100 bucks. That's a good one. Favourite call of the day, $100 Repco gift card. Uh, and if you want more Dead Set Legends, you can always download the podcast through the listener app. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, here for the next two hours. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candice Warner. Uh, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Richard, just spinning that at song, telling us about the three-month-old Big Mac he ate. That was a long time it's ago. Breakfast yeah. time with mold on it. My no, it God. didn't. No, it didn't look any different after three months. <laughs> okay, it looked all right. exactly the same. All right. Uh, something that is different is the fact that Novak Djokovic, after being banned from this country for three years, <coughs> excuse me, looks like 
I think, as predicted on this show a few months ago, once the government changed hands, uh, is going to be allowed to play the Australian Open. Candice, I know you are very excited about this news. I am. So we all know Novak Djokovic holds the record for most Australian Open titles at nine. If, um, you know, when he comes in January, he's quite, there's a chance that he'll win his 10th, which I'm excited about. But the thing that I love is that before COVID, he was winning around two to three Grand Slams a year. Now, if he plays for another three to four years and continues that form, we are going to witness the greatest ever tennis player in history. He's now at 21 Grand Slams. Rafa only has a year probably left in him. Max, he's at 22. There's a chance that Novak Djokovic could get to 30 Grand Slams. Why is that Australia's problem? No, it's not our problem, but I think it's fantastic that he could be breaking these records in Australia and we get to witness it. You do remember what he did. Yeah, he did, but it's yeah, time to move on. He came here without yep. being able to satisfy the entry requirements for Australia. And it wasn't completely his fault. It was also no, Tennis no, that's Australia. What he says. If you come here without checking what you need to have to get through the border, that is your problem. It's not someone else's problem. Oh, they told me something else. You're the one crossing the border. So you're saying it's completely his fault. Completely his fault. And Tennis Australia don't take any of the blame. They can take whatever blame they like, but they're not crossing the border. He is. And I'll tell you who agrees with me, Rafael Nadal, because at the time he said- Have you called him? I went back and read what his comments were (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the time, and he said, it's up to him, mate. He said he's the one that went across the border. He knew the risks coming here. He took the risks and then he pushed it as far as he could push it until he got his visa cancelled, deported from the country. Did he not lie and to that gets you a three year ban. So, what's Rafa saying now? Have you, you've given him a call? What's he said about this? And I reckon he I did would give say, him a call. I reckon he, he would say. He wasn't available at the time, uh, yeah, but he I'm said he'd get back. I'm happy that he's coming me. back. And, and I think. I don't think they love each other, Candace, but that's not the point. Um, he. he he He's was, done his time. I don't have an issue. No, he hasn't yes. done his time. Yeah, he, he got three years. Yeah. One, triple, three, four, It's time three. to move on. Why is it time back? to move no, on? I think Those this... rules are there for a very specific reason, to discourage people from okay, trying well, to cross then, the border don't, illegally. Don't you dare go to the Australian Open and watch a game. I of his, and I can tell you every game of his Australian Open will be a sellout. Of course it will. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people in this country prepared to compromise well, need... all the rules and laws of the country to get a bloke in for a tennis game. Don't let it eat you up, Rich. Well, they need star power. There's no question about that. I mean, Federer's done. That's their Nadal problem. Nadal is just about done. They've got Alcaraz. He's the number one player in the world. Who? Alcaraz. Oh, yes, the kid. Uh, one triple three five three. Uh, what? But, Candice, we have changed tact on vaccinated and unvaccinated Absolutely people. The world not. has changed. Isn't it time to move on? And so, and, and That's right. And and we have moved on, and it's time to allow him to come back into our country, and and play the Australian Open. Richard, will you accept that the whole thing was a political stunt from the then coalition government? That the whole thing was about making a taking a stand and using Djokovic as a weapon. What enforcing the law? To an so, ex- so yeah, enforcing no, the law is a political yes. stunt, is no, it? They locked him up for nine days. There were other players. They didn't lock him up for nine days. They said from day one. Bullshit. You're, he you're, was in an yes. apartment they said block from locked up. Day one, you're entitled to go to the airport and leave at any time. He chose to stay there. Okay, I'll give but you. Because he was fighting. why they make an example of him and the other players? They didn't. The other players that broke the law as well, they didn't make an example of them. 
But because I he has... I think a, anyone that came in... Yes, there was. There was one girl and she yes. left. No, there was a few that played. But all I'm I saying... I don't know about that. But all I'm saying is that they wanted to make an example of him. And, and I think, like you said, Dan, the government wanted to go, look what we're doing, look at our power. Enforcing the law should not be seen as a political stunt. Everyone came off, I thought, poorly, and including Djokovic. Yep. Djokovic is no um, angel here. And he's he, not my he, favourite tennis player. I'm up just happy here. to see He back. turned up here uh, thinking he was going to get a free ride. It wasn't as if he thought he was legal. But had someone told him, this is what you do and this is how it's going to be played out. I'm going across a border. Guess what? I'm going to find out for myself what I have to do to get through that yeah. border soon. I'm not going to say, yeah, but if someone, oh, someone yeah, but my if mate someone Johnny this, told me it would be okay. If someone's on this side saying it is going to be okay, then you're going to believe them. I'll tell no, you this, Candice. One triple three five three. I bet most of the callers side with Richard. I bet they do. One triple three. It doesn't mean that's right, but I bet they do. Triple M. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Let's take some calls here. One triple three five three. You've got Candice, you've got Rich, you've got Dan. We've got a Novak Djokovic conversation happening here. Should he be allowed back in the country? Uh, looks like he will be. Uh, I wonder how much influence. Well, I wonder if the broadcaster had any influence. More importantly, I wonder if Tennis Australia had any influence on this. Mm. Um, Someone did. And there's no way this would be happening if the government didn't change. Uh, oh, no, they couldn't year. back down. They from couldn't that. back down. No, that... uh, let's go to Albert, 13353. Albert, good morning. Good day, mate. How are you? Good, mate. What's, what's, uh, what's, your, top, what's your point here, mate? What's your angle? Oh, the point is, mate, if you get, you know, if you get um, uh, kicked out of the country for three years because he knew what he was doing, he's paying all these people, oh, I'm an idiot, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. That, that's bullshit, you know. And then yet I tried to get me missus in. That took three years, $10,000, and the uh, government went through me like a dose of salt, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. That's that's, I, I'm with you, brother. You know, I, that's what I think. Yeah, that but Albert's sounded, not a famous tennis player. Yeah, that voice sounded very familiar to me. Oh, you yeah. don't think his name's Albert? I don't think so. Uh, he sounds like he's good at radio. <laughs> Phil from Manly Vale. Hello. Hi, how are you guys? Good morning, mate. Uh, unfortunately, Candace, I agree with Richard. He That's all right. All, uh, and he, uh, he knew what he was doing, and now it makes us look worse as a government for now backing down and letting him in. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I can't understand why. There's, there's now going to be a classic case. There's one rule for rich powerful tennis players, and there's Come another on. rule no. for just average backpackers who bugger up their visa. No. Look, I know what you're saying, but I feel like we've moved on from COVID a bit, you know, like let him in now. Got masks on again. Did you see that? Who? Well, there's a mask mandate in hospitals now. Oh, okay. That's hospital. That's fair enough. That's I'm hospital. not arguing that's okay. with it, but it's, isn't you know, it true we have moved people, on altogether. Isn't, yeah. it more, isn't it true more people have COVID now than ever? 27,000 cases, I believe, in the last 24 hours or 48 hours. This is amazing as a society how we just moved on. How they got to a point where that's enough. Yeah. Mm. That's enough. David from North Richmond, hello to you. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Um, no, I sort of back Richard all the way. Uh, I think it comes down to the, the sporting people and celebrities of today seem to have that sense of entitlement and rules don't apply to them or they can mould them. But we also need to go back a step. Yes, the the conversation was also about his non-declarance of his yes. vaccination status. Mm -hmm. But I don't know fully, but I think the actual final ruling was because 
He was also not not uh, recognising the values of the country and, and inciting yes. against our rule. Well, Alex Hawke, who was the then minister at the time, had to come out with you know something fairly plausible. He said, well, you know, he's a, an important person advocating non-vaccination, which we as a government are trying to advocate to get people to do it. So, Well, he said... Uh, uh, risk of civil unrest. Well, that's I mean that's a bit so, of hyperbole there. S- slightly, Richard. Yes. And the the fact is that no one cares that he's unvaccinated anymore. No one cares that anyone's unvaccinated. Not anymore. But you know, no, lots of things change in t- over world, time. The world moves on, Rich. Yes. Well, there's, there's one, no doubt he's getting star treatment. There, there, Everyone agrees with there that. There was a time when you could carry a gun on a plane. In this country, <laughs> can't do it anymore. See, I would have said if I were you, there was a time you could have a smoke on a plane. They're going to do it. Okay. Oh, there you go. Somewhat less dangerous than carrying would a gun. Would you feel this way if it was Roger Federer? If, if this was Roger Federer, 100%. Roger Federer would not have been banned from this country to begin with. They would have found a way to get him in. Ah, see, Djokovic is more hateable. That's or, just wrong. That's just how wrong. would we feel if it was someone like Ash Barty, our Australian Ash Barty, and it was in another country? Would we be bad wanting, luck. you'd be saying bad, bad luck? luck. You'd not want that that country no, to there are rules, allow her. There are rules put in place for a reason, and they are everybody is subject to them. Not just some people, everybody. All right, who's getting the hundred dollar Repco gift card? You work it out, but not the first guy. He was uh, you, you, not not Albert. Well, only because Rich thinks he's a <laughs> no semi professional. I, I didn't think anything. I just what thought about I Dave knew from North Voice. What about Dave? Oh, that's it. Hang on, Dave. Who? $100 Repco gift card. Uh, Beck can sort that out. Uh, Beck, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M, Candace knew all about that song there. Yep. Well, who was it? White Snake. I know. Straight away, as soon as it yeah. was. I know my music. It you was just like, got the um, year wrong. Oh, sorry. It was gold. What was the, I was only what two was the last it... of the Austin Powers? Gold, finger, gold member. She was gold member, like mm. the Dutch bloke. I like uh, my music. <laughs> white snake. White snake. <laughs> Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. No one ever talks about gold member. No one ever talks about the Austin Powers movies anymore. It's so funny. This afternoon, Where's Mike Myers gone? The second just, one day. Just disappeared. Probably counting his money. The, this afternoon, it's the second one day between Australia and England. It's at the SCG. Good win uh, for the Aussies the other night. We talked about Dave. He was outstanding. Uh, great to see Travis Head in the runs as well. So they might have that opening uh, position or that opening partnership sorted. Now, of course, the Aussies are doing it without Glenn Maxwell after he broke his leg at a 50th birthday party. Now, I've got a lot of pushback here, Rich, because you and I are on the same page. Which is a worry for you. Yeah. <laughs> He, so he's broken his leg at a 50th birthday party. Okay, things can be uh, get a bit rambunctious. Okay, you know, people on the drink. And then he revealed, or it was revealed, it was at his school teacher's uh, birthday party. And mm. I thought that was quite strange when I said unusual. this. Boy, did people give it to me and say, no, 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 you idiot. This is actually quite normal. People ne- go to their school teacher's birthday. I never went to any of my school teachers' 50 no. I birthdays. don't even know any of my Some of my school, school teachers were like 90 when they were teaching me. David, so however, um, speaks to his old school teachers, which yeah. I find really weird. Really? What yes. does he talk about with them? Well, 
generally they want him to Old go times. back to the school and do things. But right. sometimes <laughs> in the area, there's a you know we might be walking the dog and they'll stop and have a chat to Dave. But that's okay. Having a chit chat, I'd happily do yep. that. But to go to their birthday, yeah, like, for I the find relief. that weird. Thank you. I do find it weird. We're all on the same page in here. What triple three four three? But boy, I mean, when when Mark Latham is returning serve to you and saying, <laughs> "Dan, you're a fool," I think mate, mate, Mark mate, Latham. Yeah, I, I like Mark. We, we get on, but he's going, "No, no, it's quite normal." He's one yeah, of but the hang f- on, normality for Mark okay, now, is somewhat different no, for us to other that. people. Dave Rennie must go. They are the sentiments of many rugby journos after the Wallabies' embarrassing loss, embarrassing loss to Italy last week. Every test on in that. Series in that series on that tour has been one point. Uh, the one point win over Scotland, then one point losses to France and Italy. But anyway, Rennie, uh oh, uh oh, you know what's happened? Full support of the board. Ah, uh, gone. So you get the full support of the board. Everyone knows it. You're out. And they have the, they got two tests left: Candice, Ireland, and Wales. So his current contract runs until the end of the um, 2023 World Cup, obviously next year. But He's only won four out of 12 games, the Wallabies, this year. So I think it's time to bring back Eddie Jones. Yes. I I just have to say, Eddie was coaching better cattle. I I know that seems disrespectful for the guys who are doing their best, and they are, and I support them, and I want them to do well. Yeah, but it's also... they had a better team back then. Rennie's inconsistent with with the team. He's always swapping and changing it. Uh, His decision to put in, a, a, I guess, a second, a weaker strength side... Last week against Italy, when I feel like the Wallabies should be starting to get... It's a miscalculation, that. You know, saying, we can beat you with our second best side. Yeah. You can barely beat yeah. anyone with our best side. But going into um, Sunday Sunday morning's match, they're bringing back Michael Hooper, James Slipper, um, and then obviously in the halves, Foley and, and Nick White. So they've got to win. There's no doubt about that, and it's not going to be easy. I think, didn't they do this? Was it the 15 World Cup where we made the final? Checker took us to the final, but it was on the previous tour of Europe where the coach, whoever it was, got the bullet. So it's not unprecedented, and I don't think Rugby Australia is as broke as they have been. So I think they could do it financially. I think they need to do it. Uh, Tigers and Knights are going to have different looking uh, teams to them next year. Dave Clemmer is now a Tiger. Jackson Hastings going to Newcastle. And I think the consensus here is that everyone's a winner. Who got the better of that deal? You can't have a tie. Right? Someone won and did. someone lost. No, no, no doubt it's a Tigers. Tigers need muscle. Jackson Hastings, I don't know what it is. I like the bloke, but he's like milk after a while. It, the expiry date. Once it gets to the expiry date, it just, clubs can't wait to get rid of him. Well, the like, Knights will like be milk. his sixth um, team. Yeah, uh, But I think it's going to serve the, the Knights well. They've been Is that a record? Six teams? Could be. He may hold the record. Who, Clemmer? No. Oh, Hastings. Yeah. Uh, no, there's blokes that have had seven. Phil Blake, I think, got to seven. He certainly he? got to six. They've been looking for a halfback since Mitchell Pearce um, exited, and I think the Knights – Will suit him well. Mm. I think with Ponga there, I think they'll team up and, I think and be they good wanted together. Brooks, they may get Brooks, but I, I anyway, anyway. Um, the one thing about Hastings, he's always made a positive impact. Look, he was one of the Tigers' best players this year, so uh, I think there's a lot to like there. But um, we'll just see how long it all lasts. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Ah, here we go. One triple three five three. It's time for the. Candice Quiz, $100 Bingley voucher up for grabs. Great service, great brands, great value. Now available in-store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. Call now.
Call now. Yeah, baby, yeah! Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life! Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Triple Warner. M, yes, kids, that song's about sushi. Now, let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. All thanks to the great service, great brands, great value, now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. Don't ever mime again, Richard. I know what that song was about, but I don't need you miming. No, it's not a good look, is it? Uh, You know, I got so disappointed after that song. I said to Candace and... You know, while the song's on, I said, what's this, Candace? Because she's got such a great knowledge of, yeah. you know, 80s rock and roll. That's why I'm here. Came, came straight up with uh, Turning Japanese, The Vapors. And that I thought, impressive. that's brilliant. Whoa. That's so impressive. And then reality. <laughs> we look around, turn around, and up on a screen behind me where I cannot see it, now playing Turning Japanese, The Vapors. <laughs> That's it's not just, my fault. You were cheating me, yeah. and you were letting me. You were and you were bad too because your eyes were going up I and down. Know. It was so obvious. I know, but you were so proud of me that I knew it. <laughs> All right, your turn uh, here, Candice. Take over. Okay, so Mark from Sutherland, how are you going? Good morning, Red and Green Rabbit. What a great quiz, Dan. The heir to Rabs has thrown and, and great cameo appearance the other week with Lukey Boner and Richard Freeman. Still the second best trainer land. That's a box trifecta, listeners. So get wow, on. All right, Mark, we've got a personality yeah. on here. Good. Okay, Mark, you're this up. This against... sounds like the type of guy that would, and I'm, I'm saying this in a positive show way that would ring the two SM Sports Show and speak <laughs> for half an hour. Like Maroon Turn told up, me, what... no, no, no. I'm saying this. I listen to that occasionally. Um, you know when the when the rush hours in a song, a bit of a radio voice, Mark. I'm saying, yeah. Maroon said it to me one day. He said those callers on Zoo SM, they're on so often they actually become good at radio. <laughs> Do you know what? And he's right, <laughs> Mark. Well, we're happy to have you, and you're up against Dan today. No, no, so... Dan and I. No, you're Both not. Of us. No, 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 the two of us. Two oh, well, it's not going to make no, a difference we get the hard because you're questions. hopeless. You don't know anything. Right? All right, Dan. Yes. The Wallabies play Ireland tomorrow morning in Dublin. Uh-oh. Who won the last time? These two. Teams, stop cheating, Richard. Played each other. Yeah, it's Ireland. But I would have said that he did. It's a fifty-fifty, Candice. He didn't need to mouth it to me. Listen, I'd Richard. rather him mouth that to me than turning Japanese. Protest, Richard. <laughs> protest. Yes. Oh, hey. No, no. I've. You know you, what? You don't think Mark hasn't got Google open on okay. the phone, right? I oh, know. I haven't, Richard. I haven't, mate. I haven't. All right, Mark. New Zealand played England in the Women's Rugby World Cup final last Saturday. Who won? Oh, that's good. New Zealand played England. Uh, the Kiwis won. Yes. Mm. Mark's my man. When they repeat the question, we get suspicious. Yeah. Okay. One or yeah. Yeah. All right, Dan. Mm. Western Sydney Wanderers beat Sydney FC oh, 1-0 last Jeez. weekend. Yes. It was a great game. I watched it all. Actually, actually. you know what? Jeez, that atmosphere. It was. amazing. In, what about how they just the supporters get their, their top off and they just wave their shirts around? And, but I loved how the the Western Sydney Wanderers supporters got off at Central Station and walked all the way up mm. to the stadium chanting That's their everything. thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was the, unreal. The walk and the chant and that. All right, anyway, going good. back to the yeah. question. Where do Sydney FC sit on the ladder? I just start the season. I'd say sixth. Okay, this is starting to get a bit <laughs> sus. All right, the <laughs> fact that you know this. I'm guessing. All right. I've got a one in how many teams in the A-League? Ten? It's going well, Dan. I've got a one in ten, Dan. All right, Mark. Australia plays Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup tomorrow morning. True or false, Australia has won 11 World Cups to date. 
That's for Mark, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's Ooh, you, oh, that's Mark. for Mark. Sorry. That's a hard one to Google, Mark. You're in trouble here. It's a no, true or I'm false. I'm not Googling. I'm thinking. So 11, 11. Um, I'll say two. You say what? What'd you say? It's true, false. I think. Which is hang it? On, what, what, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Mark? Pick one, Mark. Oh, look, I'll say false. Oh, no, it was actually true. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mark, you're being dull. These actually hard questions. You're being you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> and oh, and yeah. you may be the first caller to not win. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he had one. This question's too easy for Dan. Like, oh, I didn't write it. Don't, bl- well, don't blame me. Mark's question if it's harder. Jeez, Candice. <laughs> okay, okay. Dan. Mm. <laughs> just... Soccerers play France in their first World Cup game on Wednesday. How many consecutive World Cups have the Socceroos qualified for? Oh, that's for? easy. 06, 10, 14, 18, 20, uh, 06, 10, 14, 18, 5. Yeah! <laughs> it's a clean sweep. Uh, it's a clean sweep to death. I'm sorry, Mark. Mark, you can have the $100 voucher anyway. Oh. <laughs> if we not agree... This would be better if it jackpotted. Yeah, but I feel like you had extra help off, this... off Richard. <laughs> you are the worst quiz master you, I, ever. I told you, Dan. I've been saying yeah, it for months. You can't win the $100 anyway. I don't want it. I'm saying jackpots to 200 Oh, yeah, but we've week. only got two weeks to go. And what happens if next week oh, the caller Candace, doesn't get everyone it? Everyone loves Candace. She's so giving. Oh, Mark. Well done, Mark. And well thank done. you Thanks, so guys. much for it. Taking part Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. You, you too. too, mate. You got your hundred barrels. You are horrible no. at running a quiz. <laughs> I am not, okay? Triple M, Ted said, please. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Triple M, Dead said Legends. Triple M, Dead said Legends. Second hour, Jeff Fennick. What a big week for him. I uh, wonder if he knew it was coming, the uh, fourth world uh, title, fourth division. Um, we're talking league. We haven't talked to League World Cup. Boy, Australia, Samoan, good for the Samoans. How the hell did they make it? They were beaten 60-6 to six in the first game, but they're having a wonderful month. Victor Radley getting into a blue um, and Rusty's Motorsport update. Uh, by the way, that quiz, if you want to call it that, was for Bing Lee. Great service, great brands, great value, now available in-store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. You'll never host two on a hot seat, Candice. I might. By the way, do you watch the chase or hot seat at five o'clock? Neither. No, I'm a chase book guy. I watch the chase. I'm a bit over the chase though. I've worked out the the, the, the game plan there. Those poor people that go on there, I I don't think any of them know each other. They know they know. And they, the chaser comes on and they let them win, let them win till the last bit. And on their families. And and then they just then they just you know, the chaser just obliterates and they give him no money. I'd like to. Oh, Larry goes, oh, that's bad luck. You know, you didn't get the money. He'd be cheering. That's the quiz though. That's hot suit. They spent 15 minutes on that bloody fastest finger first. It goes too long. I've never watched hot seat. I think they need to bring back family feud. I love that game. Family feud. Yeah. Don't you love it? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was good. I didn't mind it. The price is right. You that don't, was, you don't oh, want the Friedman family good. on there. You're oh, supposed to say, feud with the other family. Yeah, 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 family feud. Not, not with each other. Now, boys and girls, this is the time when we do Richard's tip, but Richard has asked for no, more no, time. No, no, I'll tip. I'll tip. Now, Richard. Now, I Here think, we go. I think you got a place last week, and it was that's acceptable because it was a $6.50 thing. That's a It's probably the best we've had that's in a pass. very long time, so that's we'll take it. true. But if you don't jag a winner in the next three weeks... I'm not even trying to get a winner here. I'm trying to get a place getter because of big odds. Oh, okay, if you don't get us something that gets us more money than when we started. Can you stop it? I'm going to call you the Norman Swan 
of radio. <laughs> Norman Swan was found to be wrong again, I... uh, c- claiming that COVID was the reason Shane Warne and that Senator Keeling died, and he's been reprimanded. What Norman Swan, who had all the uh, incorrect guesses over COVID, but the ABC loves him. You, my friend, are becoming the Norman Swan of this of this show. I don't think I've ever been more insulted <laughs> than that. That's disgraceful. Hundred thousand, we're going to die. Norman told us. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. You know what I'm going to tip here? There's two rate, two big races on down at Kembla. Kembla's the main meeting today yes. at Kembla Grange, yes. where they have the gong, which is worth a million dollars, and they have the Warra, which is not worth as much, but it's a thousand meters, which is like a hundred meter at the Olympics. You know, the little little the short dash. Mm. Now I have a, I have an old horse who is an old thief in it. But if he turns up today, he could run a place at eighteen dollars. Now, I can't guarantee he'll turn up. There are two of them. <laughs> One's got a halo, and the other's got horns. <laughs> the one with horns mostly turns up, but occasionally, the on the lead with a with a halo turns up. Now, if he's got the halo on today, he could run a place on his work. It's been very good. What's it called? On the lead. And what race is it in? The he's gong. in race seven. The Warra. Oh, the Warra. Okay. Yeah. On the, the Warra and the Gong. On the lead, $18, $4.20. Oh, it's your horse. Okay, yeah, so each way. You, I know right. he's going. I know what he can do. Second up record's okay. Has he had the Kemble halo on record's good. this week at training? He's, he, well, he, he's, he has the halo on until he, he's asked to do something he doesn't want to do. <laughs> this week, he dropped the rider who's been riding him for two years, who loves him, mm. dropped her and just took off. And found his way all the way back through the tunnel to the stables. But hang on. It's freaky how he's done it. He's got Karen McAvoy on. Yes. Oh. Now, Karen doesn't normally ride duds. Well, they all ride duds. but Triple M. (laughs) There we go. Race (laughs) seven, number nine at Kembla. On the lead, $18 on the Sportsbet app and $4.20. So, good luck. Good, Good luck with him. If he, if he comes out with the horns on, you'll yeah, know by about 300 metres after the now start. Now, that, that one is accept your own fate. If yeah, you take a $4.20 place thing, that's on you. Yeah. Right? I'm not blaming you for that for Richard. Yes, that is uh, buyer beware. Triple M, dead set legend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M dead set legends. Triple M, it is the dead set legends on a Saturday morning. Candice Warner, Rich Friedman, Dan Ganane. Um, we've got a very special guest on here and he had an... Well, I don't know if it was unexpected. It was unexpected for us, um, but a, a big honour was bestowed upon him, Jeff Fennick, and that is he was awarded a fourth world title or a title in a fourth weight division, which is quite historic, 31 years after the event. Now, we all know he was absolutely dudded against Azuma Nelson in Las Vegas. Um, I think it was the Caesars uh, uh, Palace uh, uh, before a Mike Tyson fight. It's called a draw. Everyone knows it was a rort. Don King was trying to get a rematch and 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 cash in a second time. No one has really disputed that. But the WBC, thirty-one years on, overturned the result, which is quite stunning. Fantastic. I wish they'd done it earlier. I, I, I suppose Jeff does too. But you Jeff, know, it is stunning. Jeff Fennick, good morning. Were you surprised by this? Yeah, pretty surprised. They was, they've been talking about it for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah, um, I was over in Acapulco and they called me up. So it was a bit of a surprise. But, um, yeah, and you, you're saying that maybe we wish we got it earlier. When I when I sit down today, guys, and think about it, I think I got it at the right time. I think that if I would have got it back then, I wouldn't have been 
happily married today. And you know, when you when you're four time world champion, undefeated, and you just created history, I mean, you're on a different planet. And I've, I've been on that planet before, and I'm quite happy, you know, to to be comfortable at, at my age now, happily married, and to get there. You know, I don't know. I'm not getting the recognition. List, of course, I've lost millions of dollars because of it, and and lost a lot of a lot of fame with it back then. But I'm I'm quite content to get it now, and just um, yeah. That's great perspective. Uh, that is that is great perspective from someone who's a, been a superstar in the sport for in your entire life, basically. Jeff, you that that bout, losing that bout, you. I, I think I read somewhere that it you said it was a draw, but we well, all yeah, well, not winning that bout, yeah. not winning that bout. I should apologise for that, but not winning that bout. It you said it it changed your perspective on your career and future, and that sort of it changed things for you. Yeah, definitely. So I, I came home. I, you know, as uh, excited as I was um, when I left when I left to go over there, I was pretty flat when I came home. I mean, when you win ten rounds in a fight and, and you know win the decision, it's, it's pretty um, gut wrenching. And I don't know. I just I don't know. I was never the same after. I was still trained hard, and I don't know. I just yeah, I wasn't the same. And look, I'm not, I don't make any excuses. Like, so, like I said, I still worked my backside off, and I wanted to. To do what I wanted to do, or had to do, but yeah, it just it just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. The, the moment I, don't know. I can't put my finger on and, and make an excuse, so I just don't know. The moment, the moment that the that it was announced that it was a draw. What what was that moment? Can you remember what it was like? Oh, definitely so. I so I stamped my feet and threw my arms down with my trainer Johnny, and he was saying not to worry about. It. I said, No, they retain the title. He's the champion, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't win. And that was pretty. Yeah, it was yeah, you know, I walked past Don King. He said something about a rematch straight away, and I told him to jump in the lake in, in, with that four-letter word. And um, yeah, I just yeah, you know, I, just, I don't know. Just, just gutted you. Yeah, because like I said, just think of it. I mean, everybody knows how great Floyd Mayweather is. He took ten years, ten years to win four world titles. That was my sixth year as a professional wow. fighter. You know, so it was the quickest in history. It was a a huge record to. That would have, you know, that who knows how long it would have lasted. But like I said, records are made to be broken. Things all happen for a reason. I'm really happy today. I love the rec- uh, the, the recognition that I've got for this build. I'm, I'm I'm more happy that all the people who watch me in the pubs and clubs around Australia are all, you know, they're cheering and happy for, for me. And oh, I finally won. They all knew that I won. So I'm really happy for the Australian public. And yeah, I'm, yeah, like life goes on. Jeff, you ask some of the icons of the sport to sign the new belt. Can you tell us who? Yeah, Roberto Duran. Well, they were on the stage in the Julio Cesar Chavez, Miguel Cotto, and there's a few other champions there, Antonio Tava. And uh, so we all spoke, and um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Aquinas, listen, I was with them, um, Tim Payne yesterday, and we were talking, and um, somebody brought up your amazing husband, and they yeah, were saying, yeah, well, maybe he could have been a fighter in his time because they were telling a little story about yep. when uh, a few people were saying a few crazy things to him, and um, yep. uh, Payne said, and um, I could see in his eyes that he just wanted to fight. He wanted to fight everybody there, you know. So I just thought I'd bring it up because you know, I did a luncheon in Tasmania yesterday with uh, with um, Tim Payne and um, yeah, he's from Matto yeah. Boy. Matto Boy. Yeah, I think yeah, that so that fighter never leaves him. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. A Matto Boy and a Marrickville Boy, eh? Um, you've you're an international boxing hall of famer. That is a huge honour. Now, but you've got this. What? doesn't matter. You've got both, so you don't have to choose. But what is the more important, to be a Hall of Famer or to have this atrocity, really, this uh, this disgrace overturned? To be honest, guys, it, it, neither. The, the thing that I'm most proud of is and when Kenneth just asked me, oh, who are the people who signed? Those guys who signed my belt yeah. love me. They think that, yeah, when you get recognised by your peers and, and the great, the, who were the all-time greats, 
when they recognise you, then you know you've done something right. When them, when those guys give you accolades, then you, yeah, you know that you've done right. So I just, yeah, my peers, you know, like they're not bad, but if they you know, embrace me when when they see me, I know that I've done something right in the sport. You, you've got a great perspective. Also, read that you said you wouldn't, you know, it, the belts were great, and you gave everything to get them. But looking back. You'd say there there are things more important than than winning belts in your life, and and that's does how do you reconcile that? Because at the time you have to sacrifice everything to be that good, but you look back now and think, was that the right thing to do? Is that how you think about it? Yeah, well, to, to be honest, guys, and I say this, I don't even like who I was when I was three time world champion. I got everything for nothing. I you know didn't I go into a restaurant free free food? And then when I sit down and think about it years later, there's guys out there that can't even afford to buy. To mm. buy anything to eat, they're in the street. Nobody gives them free food, or the restaurants don't, you know. So I don't know. It's just for me, I put everything in perspective, and I, I just know exactly, you know, what what fame and fortune does. It, it changes everybody. Um, I just, yeah, it's in. I sit down, say, really happy in my life, knowing that of course I've made mistakes, and I'm not proud of them. But I, I know one thing: the the greatest lesson I, that I try to tell everybody: we can all make mistakes, and we can get better from them. But before we make them. Think of the people that we hurt, your mums and dads, your brothers and sisters, your family. If we think about and you love our family like we're supposed to, um, I think we'll make less mistakes. So I don't know. It's just life's crazy. All right. There's I love pers- that perspective from stars in sport. Mm. You know, that, that that's perspective. Everyone thinks it's all about the fame and glory, but they know it's not. All right. And forever, he is now a four-weight division champion, the, only the, the absolute best of the best, like uh, Hitman Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard have done that. and. Uh, Jeff Fennick is one of them. Congratulations, Jeff. Welcome home. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Uh, Triple M Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Candace Cheater. and Rich and uh, Dan. <laughs> i got to make a revelation here. This is very bad for a rugby league commentator to say this. I have not seen much of the World Cup live. I've watched all the minis and all the replays. Yeah. Um, I've watched more, because it's on at a better time, of the live wheelchair rugby league, which is on, you know, say 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night from England. That, their World Cup is being played at the same see, time. See, I, I can't see any of them because I've got to be asleep. I understand. that This is a phenomenal sport. I just want to say it. It is a, the, the way they bash each other, the, the chairs crash into each other, and the way they, if there's a loose ball, look out. Who's our star? Tumbling. Who's our star? Right? Um, no, we're not that good. No, England oh, are good. They so, won sorry. the final this we, morning. We were good, but we didn't get through to the absolute. Yeah. But we have one guy there. He's a ball guy. Is, is he? I this, don't know the names. Oh, but I'm yeah, just, England are very good. They won the final this morning against France, 28-24. France smashed us. Yeah. Smashed really? us like 50 to 10 at half time. They're high scoring things, but wow. it's, a, it's on an indoor arena. It's like a basketball it's court. It's brutal. They, they, I've it seen it. Good. And the skill and the way they weave. If you see it on Fox, it's like a replay. Spend five minutes minimum watching it because it is fantastic. Brings us to the main game tonight. We've got the Jillaroos uh, first at uh, 12.15 and then the Kangaroos against Samoa. I've got to say, Rich and Candice, I honestly thought England were a red-hot chance to beat Australia had they got there because I don't think Australia's been that good all tournament. Um, the Samoans, I, I don't know what to make of them. Junior oh. Paolo was the best player of the tournament, and 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 after losing sixty to six 
they just keep getting better and better. I'm not going to be one of the people who says it doesn't mean as much to the Australian players as it does to the Samoans, but it's hard to garner that sort of passion when this is the first time your nation has reached this level. And, you know, you're getting messages from famous Samoans, you know, they've got to be on an absolute high. Do you think that maybe they could possibly come into this game slightly flat. They would have got themselves really revved up and and up for that game against England, considering they got an absolute hiding in that first game. Uh, But I'm really looking forward to the matchups, you know, Jerome Luai up against Cameron Munster. I think that is going to be, um, you know, a a good one to watch. Well, the the interesting thing is the kid, the halfback, the number seven, Kator, who's going to play for Redcliffe next year. And he, can he handle the big stage? He's handled it so far. Let's listen to this. See, I know what you're trying to do, Candice, and not be disrespectful to the Australians and say, oh, does it not mean as much? I don't think it does mean as much because this is once-in-a-lifetime stuff for the Samoans. Have a listen to The Rock. I am delivering this message with boundless love and boundless reverence and respect and boundless pride for my boys, my Usos. The Toa Samoa rugby team, they are going to the men's final of the Rugby League World Cup. This is a big deal. They are making history in the world of sports, in the world of rugby. This is the first time that uh, our island, our country, our culture of Samoa has ever gone to the finals. That's pretty cool. they would have been absolutely over the moon. Now, I know he said rugby. Yeah, but, okay, but, okay. But the players know. This yeah. rock doesn't know rugby league intimately. Yeah. But then he went on for four minutes. I've got to say, firstly, you understand. You watch that. You go, well, I get why this bloke's the biggest star in the world. But he talks about his Samoan heritage and what his upbringing. And I could just see that Samoan team in a room watching it together, just going absolutely berserk. So with Samoa having such success this World Cup, the chances of them now going up a tier is highly possible. If that happens, these players that um, uh, represent the Blues, they're going to be in for a little bit of a... We're in for a mess, Candice. An absolute mess. You've already got Brad Fittler coming out saying, well, let's change the rules, basically open the doors for everyone. Uh, I get where he's coming from, but no, there's, we've, we've got to take a stand here. You can't have Tonga make a, a, a semi-final, the last World Cup, Samoa doing what they – they could be world champion. Are you going to That's say right. that a team that could be world champions tomorrow is not T1? Yep. And so then what happens? Who, who, Block them off. Yep. You're going to have to. They're, they're Samoans, yep. right? They can't play Origin. I don't think they can go back from here. I, th- I don't think you can go back from – 30,000 a game. Some of them will try. I know, and they're but, entitled to. But I don't think you can t- go back from here. Once they've reached the the World Cup final, they, 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 are, they, allow they are, them. They're, they're a serious tier one team. That's right. If they start to allow them, then it, it's just going to it, it will get messy. It will eat away English at the, players. Everyone. At the concept of state of origin. Uh, Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dead Set Legends. Uh, Candice uh, told us that was the B sixty fours that did that song. <laughs> You'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports. No good without your bloody screen, huh? Uh, It seems we still live in the world where, and we've got to be quick with these, please, where it's a big deal for an active athlete to announce they're gay or acknowledge they're gay. That was the case this week. Melbourne United player Isaac Humphreys did just that. Good for him. But 
Geez, we haven't um, haven't quite got there, have we? When when this is still a story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the fact that he wanted to do this to, um, you know, it, it was very powerful. But also to just to help other people, he wants to continue this role. Um, and you know, it was very courageous of him. Well, I'm not surprised by it. You know, you think the big story because Wimbledon allowing women to wear different coloured knickers to white knickers was also a big story. So, you know, if, if that's a big story. I, I understand that. You know, anything's a story these days. But you would have thought we'd get to a story. I mean, Ian Roberts was nearly 30 years ago. You would have thought that this would be quite normal now. Well, when the footballer, the soccer you. player came out a few months ago, um, I don't that think, was a big deal. I don't you know think what people... as well? I, th- I, th- I feel like female athletes feel much more comfortable with coming out and, and not having to do press conferences and everything. Yeah. And it's not a big deal, which it shouldn't be. But yet there's still stigma around men um, and, and their sexuality and, and sport and not feeling comfortable. So that's something that really needs to change. Well, I, I just, I don't think the public is as interested, shocked or... You know, as I think the media thinks they are, Look, but hey, I could be wrong. If he's going to be on, he's going to cop it if he's on social media because there's enough homophobia still out there in the world. There's enough everything out there that if you announce anything, you're going to get slaughtered. So if he's ready for that, I bet his teammates welcome him with open arms. I bet, I bet Ian thought when he announced that he was gay, I bet, I bet he was surprised how little reaction. It guy was like, oh, well, okay, okay. well, that's who right. yeah. you are. Great, fine, move on. Let's get on with it. I'll tell you another non-story. Two rugby league players fighting in a pub. Really? Uh, well, who'd have thought it? That never happens. Hang on, hang on, hang on. But the integrity unit, thank you for bringing this up because I kept teasing we're going to talk about this. The integrity unit's going to investigate it. So Radley might have a problem here, and I'm not sure he should because apparently the Irish bloke walks into the pub, was a goose. Radley took care of business. Um, whether he headbutted the bloke or not, I'm no, not sure. No, they say that, that, that he didn't do that. There's all sorts, There's no clear picture of what's going on here. And everyone's everyone is not surprisingly sweeping it under the carpet. Uh, who cares? It's two blokes having a blue in a pub. I agree. That'd yeah. go Blake's on in for that. fifty pubs around Sydney every Saturday yeah. night. They get separated. Hey, 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 hey! Don't be doing that now. You go home and you, you go back to the bar. You know that that's how it's dealt with. Quickly, Tasmania, the AFL team looks like it really is happening. The Premier announced the government, and the League, have reached an in principle deal. So that's the money part sorted. Richard can. Tasmania sustain an AFL team. That's point one. And can the game? More, I think more importantly, can the game have a competitive nineteen game, a nineteen club oh. uh, premiership? Dan, I suppose well managed they can. Whether whether Tasmania can support a team, the Gold Coast struggles to support teams. It seems like a graveyard. Yeah, but no one cares about it up there. Tasmania will fill that. $750 million stadium every week. Yeah, yeah, but can they sustain it financially? Is there enough corporate support there? Are there enough businesses who are going to tip money in? And I yeah. think they can. Look what they did with that basketball, their basketball side. They didn't have one. They got behind it. Now everyone yeah. loves them. And we, I think we spoke about it earlier this year. What were they called? The jack Jumpers. jumpers. The Jack Jumpers. Yeah. Which yeah. are ants. Yes, yeah. that's right. But you know what? If the Jack Jumpers, ha- the test doesn't come when you're winning. The test comes when you're losing. Yeah. Can you sustain think, when you're not I think winning? the government think will make sure they're propped up the whole time. I think the question is 19 teams. Bloody hell. There's already enough duds in the 18 club competition. Anyway, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Greg Russ joining us for Bendix Breaks on the other side of this. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. The Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Good morning, Rusty. 
Good morning. I see it. You always send a list of topics, suggested topics. Where on this list is Max Verstappen is a selfish prat? Nowhere on here is Verstappen a selfish... Did we all see what he did last hey, week? Hey, Rusty, welcome good to the morning, show again. Rusty. Oh, good morning, everyone. Is everyone feeling happy and fine? <laughs> no, he is a prat. Look, this is a... Um, I mean, the, the press naturally confronted him about this when they got to Abu Dhabi with the, the pre-event uh, press conference there. Um, Sergio Perez has tried to, to steer away from this, this topic. Obviously, they're trying to get one, two in the championship, and they asked Max to help uh, very late in the race last week to, to do that. He wasn't keen to comply. So, what, what do you mean he wasn't keen to comply? He just downright refused to comply after Perez has done this on multiple occasions for him. He's already won the yeah. championship. And he's won the yeah. championship. He's just yeah. a prat. It's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. There's no easy way to say. So anyway, he, the, probably the thing that I'll say, guys, is some of the uh, allegedly there's been death threats with his family, and also that's over the top. That's too much. You know, we we sometimes need these. No, we don't the, need to kill the prats. No, no, we, no, we, no, we just no, but, need but, to call them out. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, Richard, is you know you're talking about the top twenty blokes in the world, and that you know naturally that means you've you've got some personalities that are very very driven. I would have handled it differently, but anyway, yeah. Now, huge news out of Red Bull today. Um, the word is that Dan Ricciardo is heading back there next year as a reserve driver. Candice, uh, this is a new... I don't know whether this is a lost in translation one, to be honest. So Helmut Marco, who is the top man for Red Bull when it comes to deciding who's going to get the, the, the motorsport sponsorship from the drink company, he, he's a very uh, powerful man, uh, evidently said something to the German press that led them to believe that Daniel was definitely going there next year to be the reserve driver. Now, it sounds like that's been uh, backtracked upon in the last few hours. Um, if that were the case, I mean, it would mean a, a full circle move in, in Dan's career, admittedly not in the front line um, bowl. And it might create an awkward international incident for us because Liam Lawson, the Kiwi, is the reserve driver for them at the moment, the, the youngster, and he actually drove for them in free practice one today. So uh, who, who would get the nod as the official reserve driver? Wow. Complicated. The, we've got Gen 3 cars for the supercars next year, right? And they're, they're supposed to be officially testing these cars, but there's been a delay, we believe. So the, the, the two cars that kind of use from a category perspective to iron out the, the aerodynamics and make sure that there is parity and so on, they have been using those of late. We've seen them at Bathurst on display and cutting laps and so on. They'll be in Adelaide for the final round of the championship as well. But the first hit out for all the teams together on track um, for, for next season isn't going to happen um, until the end of January. So they'll do one for the Melbourne squads and one for the Queensland outfits. Mm, um, that probably feels like a little bit um, late in the game. There's going to be a lot of, lot of work for the teams after Adelaide wraps up and across the summer break to get these cars ready. So um, probably, the, although it doesn't look good from the delay point of view, I reckon we're going to be in for a bit of variety next year in terms of race winners just while everyone gets themselves up to speed and sorted with these new machines. And they do look damn cool in the flesh, let me tell you. Imagine what would happen if they pulled the beer on Bathurst about two days before the event. <laughs> Imagine what would happen oh, there. Qatar style. <laughs> Qatar, Qatar well, remember, style. Remember when they banned, haven't they banned, and this was a massive controversy, Rusty, people turning up two weeks early to <laughs> dig holes to, 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 to sink their cases of beer. Didn't they ban that? And that was a scandal. 
I, I thought the regulation was one case of beer per person per day. Now, I don't know about you, but I couldn't drink a case of beer if I tried a day. <laughs> no, yes, this was the story of legend. I used to go up there and bury them on the hill and find them weeks and months That's later a, like treasure. Sorry. Used to. <laughs> wink. It'd, be, it'd be a riot if they pulled it on this, these all days. All right. Thank you for playing along, Rusty. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Every week, how Rusty, excellent with us on the Dead Set Legend. See you, Rusty. Love it, guys. Play the team game, Richard. Always play yeah. the team game with Candice and the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Why single me out? What am I, the Max Verstappen of this? Yeah, why single him out? But you know what? Good for you. I love you, Rusty. Dead Set Legends. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. All right, here we go, boys and girls. Uh, we have... Well, two shows left. I don't know how the hell we're going to do the last show because Candace and I are in Perth. But anyway, I guess they have a radio station over there. So that's just me, is it? I'll be here on my own. (laughs) Two hours of Richard's grievances. Two hours of grievances. You know what? That's not a bad way to end the year. That is not a bad way to end the year. I could fill two hours. I could fill two hours of grievances. You know what? I believe it and it's frightening. (laughs) All right. What have you got today? I watch people in the media because I've sort of been in the media of sorts, and I hear people using terms, not only do they not understand, but they bugger them up too. They don't even say the right words. People who, I heard someone the other day on media referring to jackass. It's jackass. An ass is a donkey. A jackass is a male donkey, right? It's a jackass, right? Not a jackass. There's no such thing. Yeah, but Jackass, wasn't that a TV show no, on no, MTV? No, no. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Candace. <laughs> now, people who say, oh, yes, they're going to bunker down. That's not the term. It's not technically wrong, but it's not the term. The term is hunker down with an H. Yeah. Hunker down means to squat down, to take shelter, not bunker down. Right? <laughs> it doesn't apply. You know, this sort of think. It's this sort of thing with a G on the end. You don't wreck havoc, you wreak havoc. It's not deep seeded, it's deep seated with a T. It's not supposedly, it's supposedly with a T. Supposedly. No, I do. What? I say supposedly. And so I've learnt something new today. I am going to make you a scapegoat, not an escape goat, which is what people use. Candice, it hasn't been a good two hours for you, I've got to be honest. What about, well, it it all goes well for the show. It augurs well. A-U-G-E-R-S. Augurs well. Yeah, but I hope all goes well. You know, nah, in the cricket today. They use it in the wrong context. Right, it annoys a, me. I, I don't c- want to seem like a pompous prat. No, no, yeah, you know no, what no, you are. No, you are going to the rugby <laughs> with your pink cashmere yeah. sweater Poor around you. You can't stuff, even right. get two pizzas for 48 bucks, but no, I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want to look pompous. But that's right. He's a man of the people. <laughs> See you. Or, uh, we'll be on at 2 o'clock from the SCG for the cricket. Uh, Triple M. Game, set, and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.